48 hour art check best of podcast we go live monday wednesday friday 9 p.m california time on youtube and you can jump into the chat there we rip the best audio and the best conversations from those and we put it here in this podcast what you're listening to tonight is saving a cat versus saving a monkey which will make more sense in a minute All right, so I'm reading this book, and uh, it is The Icarus Deception by Seth Godin. Have you read that book? No. no okay, here's, like here's the way that I described it to a friend of mine tonight. The war of art is like a football coach or a drill sergeant screaming at you to work hard, and that is effective, uh, but can be kind of daunting and sometimes feels damning even a little bit. Uh, The Icarus Deception by Seth Godin is more like a good friend sitting down with you and agreeing with you and validating you that the cards are stacked against you, the world is not built for creatives, um, the Industrial Revolution has caused this mutated system that is trying to turn everybody into an automaton and squash their creativity, and then validates you and says, you're here to make art. This is what, what you're put on this earth to do. Go do it. And it's uh, very similar, but it feels different. And, and yeah. so highly recommend this book. It's a great book. And I, I'm in the middle of reading it again for my third time. Um, but it's been a couple years since I read it. And so I'm just a lot of this is coming back to me. And one of the things that really stuck out to me is he gives this analogy of the difference between, and this is almost like fixed and growth mindset, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of this type of dichotomy thing. He says, when a kitten gets in trouble, the mother cat will climb up there, grab the cat by the scruff of the neck, and carry the kitten away. When a monkey gets into trouble, mama monkey goes up there and just gets close enough to offer the baby monkey her back. But the baby monkey has to transfer where he is to mama's back and then hold on and so there's a slight difference in the first one you're just waiting to be saved by some external force and there's no effort on your part and in the second one um you have to take action there is help there's help that's available to you and there is help that you can access but that help doesn't come and save you that help comes and offers help that you have to act on and uh, I believe we have lost Josh. Let me wait for him to come back in. Um, but with this, with this, uh, this kind of idea, I think it's an interesting minor thing that makes a major difference. When we get into trouble, when we get into, um, you know, kind of uh, when we get stuck or when we get whatever, um, if we're just stuck in a tree or if you get into, you know, writer's block or, you know, if the world starts swirling around you and finances are crazy and everything is awful, um, there are things that are available to help you. There are people that are available to help you. There are resources or whatever, but you need to be like the monkey and you need to be able to reach out and you have to take action yourself. But in, in neither of these situations, whether you're the kitten or the monkey, do you um, not get saved, right? You don't have to save yourself completely. There is, there's help available. 
uh, in the situation. And the, the idea that I believe Seth was going after is that the, the kitten is kind of a damsel in distress, in distress, waiting to be saved and doesn't really take an active role in, uh, in the solution, right? Uh, everything is happening to the cat. It's not, it, they're not an active participant. Whereas the monkey is learning to be self-sufficient. The monkey is learning the behaviors and the activities and the muscle memory and the thought processes um, that will help it get out of those situations in the future and is an active participant in the solution, even though they're not 100% of the solution. And so I relate this to us being artists and, and writers and actors and, and those of us trying to live a creative life and express ourselves in that we are going to run into situations where we get stuck and it feels daunting and the world is spiraling out of control and putting pen to paper seems like the most ridiculously difficult thing that you can imagine. And there is help. But very rarely... Um, is that help a mama cat coming to grab you by the scruff of your neck and drag you out of that and drag you out of that situation? And I would say almost never is that going to happen in a creative situation. But almost always, there's a mama monkey in there that is going to whether that be uh, a podcast or a good friend or a mentor or um, you know an art check buddy or or something like that that can offer you kind of their back, uh, but you still have to take action um, and learn the ways to get yourself out of those situations. And so that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the, main, the main thing that I was thinking about. And uh, I was hoping to have some back and forth with Josh here. And he's yes. back. Yes. He is back. I have to say, for the topic, it feels like pretty appropriate that my internet would cut out. <laughs> right. I got too close to the sun. Right, that's what it was. It that ties into a lot of kind of punk rock sensibilities too. Um, uh, for those of you who are ever bored, just like look up um, some stuff on Crass, the the punk rock anarcho punk collective. Um, I was just watching like a whole bunch of those this week, um, and uh, not for the faint of heart or anything, but it's 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 very much like a mentality of doing it yourself because nobody's going to come and like produce your record. So you need to sneak it out there and get it out there and do guerrilla marketing and kind of right. do what you got to do to get your art out there. And I think there is something to be said for that. I think, um, uh, I, I think a lot of the time in our society, people are really wooed by the illusion of security and there is no security. Um, and I think that's a really good lesson to learn and a good thing to remember when you're in tenuous times, because you're never not in tenuous times. Like that's the weird thing about kind of the realities we're all living in, especially in the adulting that we're all having to go through. Um, like th th anytime we're feeling secure, it, it really is kind of an illusion, an illusion that we right. bought into, um, because like the whole just fact of our being, of our existing, of our like breathing is kind of an oddity on its own. Like um, yeah. it just relies on so many um, very insecure things. 
And so it's one of those things of like, um, I think if, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a hole, especially creatively, and you see that monkey, I guess, keeping with that um, analogy, like, yeah, you should jump at that, at that opportunity, um, because it may not come again, and it does require work. Um, That is a really fascinating analogy. Um, And I think, I think very applicable. So like, to me, I think, um, I think that's a good thing to kind of remember right now for me. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for you as well. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's why it stuck out to me is that, um, you know, we're not alone. Uh, Actually, I was talking to my brother and without giving anything away, he's starting a novel. Um, and he he is a, a radiology technician, I think. Nice. Uh, anyway, he knows human anatomy backwards and forwards, right? And just really, really good. And he's been doing all this research uh, to make this book work. And one thing that he said kind of stuck out to me is he said, almost everything that makes up air is explosive. Almost everything that yeah. makes up the contents that we breathe is either a, a catalyst or a fuel for massive explosion. And that's why nitrogen is in the air, because nitrogen renders things inert. And yeah. so, like, if you have pure oxygen near a spark, you're you're going to die. Like, that is a huge explosion, right? And everything that is makes up the air um, is trying is potentially going to kill you. And then yeah. there is this underlying gas that is just rendering everything inert. Yes, there's a threat, but there's also this ever-present nitrogen to kind of just say like. Everything calmed down. And so, like, if I look at this situation, you know, I'm in a slump. I haven't produced as much art as I normally do. Uh, Finances are weird and whatever is going on. And yet there is an underlying ever pervasive force, call it nitrogen, call it whatever else, that is actually making things fine. Like it's it's livable and it is I will get through it and things will get better. Um because the the universe, the world, the situation, life in general exists in spite of everything trying to destroy it. And it has yeah. for thousands of years and people, myself included, get through all of this stuff. And we've yeah. all done it over and over and over again. And when I think about it, I go, yes, the air that I breathe literally could just explode and destroy everything. And yet it never has. Yeah. And I continue to get through this stuff. And I mean, I, I, there's so many ways you can kind of view it too. I mean, you could also view it as like, um, like part of existing and succeeding as an artist is also acting as a middle finger to anyone who thought that wasn't possible. Right. Um, And so to me, I feel like as long as I am breathing and eating and making my living doing that with art, I'm somehow cheating the world. Yeah. Because I'm not laying brick. Like I'm not, I'm not having to like, um, you know, like, uh, like serve in the military right now. I'm not having to do a lot of things that a lot of people have to do to make ends meet. I'm kind of cheating the system. Yeah. Um, I'm evolutionarily wrong. <laughs> and, and I would, I would, I would add to that, that 
there are people that are working construction and are laying brick and are digging holes that are also producing art that are also flying in the face of everything that is trying to make them not do that. That's what I'm getting at. That's my point is like the, the point of it is like what we're doing, this whole making things thing is absurd. And we're getting away with it. So we should get away with it for as long as we can. Um, Because it is antithetical to um, evolution. It's anti, it it goes against um, it's, I mean, this gets to kind of the existential roots that you and I kind of agree on, which is the idea of like, we're making meaning and that's not supposed to be happening. Right. And um, that's great. Like, let's keep doing that because it, it's a lot harder. So, and, yeah. And um, this and this book, The Icarus Deception, touches on this yeah. idea that the Industrial Revolution created a situation where um, quality was significantly increased. Quantity was significantly increased. Uh, life in general was significantly increased. And then things began to mutate to the point where we needed to start turning people uh, into consumers rather than human beings. Yeah. And uh, because we are able to t- today to produce so much so cheaply that scarcity of product is not an issue. And, uh, and his main point is that scarcity of art is an issue. Scarcity of time is an issue. Scarcity of authenticity is an issue. And what he calls the connection economy, scarcity of real human connection, yeah. those are the things that are actually scarce. It's not that there's a scarcity of iPads or a scarcity of televisions or a scarcity of homes. It's a scarcity of these things that take effort to produce rather than Agreed. things that can be automated. And so this... And this, that's... Go ahead. That, that, that ties into the very core of this whole thing, um, which is the act of doing this is so against everything, uh, you know, a lot of people in society are doing. Um, you know, culture is, you know, reinforcing through advertising, like not doing what we are doing. Um Whenever you're making something, you're making a conscious decision to kind of go against the grain of people who are just burning and consuming things. Yeah. And, and, and when you and when you are doing that, you are going against the grain of the entire system. The system is yeah. not built for us to be active, creating voices. The system is built to nullify and to uh, mollify is what the word I was looking for and subdue us so that we are entertained yeah. and subservient consumers. But in actuality, um, our human nature as human beings, as individuals, when you create, you are being true to you as a core essence, but not yes. as part of the system that we've built around ourselves because of the comforts that we've created. Which is what art has always done. Art has always had this beautiful way of of basically saying we're not part of the system. Like we're going against the system. And so and and we you guys can go back to some of Corey's rants about the French Revolution, which are perfect <laughs> that do talk about this. But um 
Scott in the chat, uh, I'd rather be drawing on YouTube, uh, said he wants to make art give the middle finger. By making art, you are giving yeah. the middle finger. Like, I, I, I mean, there is something inherently um, valuable about being, it, tying it back to kind of the thing from, um, uh, from Adobe Max that I heard from the UX designer for, for uh, Microsoft, where he, he drew a grid of dots and uh and they're all kind of perfectly aligned and symmetrical and he said by all means this is a good design to most people but this isn't your job as a graphic designer and then he had animated the blue dot kind of banging against the other dots and causing all this <clears throat> kind of tension in the grid and um he was like that's what we need to be is the blue dot basically you need to be that that outlier who's kind of shaking the grid because the grid is 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 a uh, robotic culture that's where we're kind of headed and uh and as designers like the one way for us to kind of stand out as artists is to kind of go against that so yeah. i think if not anything um a reason to kind of hang in there with creating is just that is just to kind of prove that it's possible so. yeah and i and i want to i want to bring this all all back around to the to the cat and the monkey um and a pitch for doing an art check with someone if you're not doing that. And I know uh, several people in the chat are doing it uh, currently, um, and, it's, and it's awesome. Let me say this. I'm, I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not trying to be melodramatic, that an hour before I went live, I was... Uh, no, two hours before I went live, I was laying on the ground, staring at the ceiling, focusing on my breathing because of how stressed out and anxious I was. And um, I... I chatted with a friend online and now I'm doing an art check with another friend and both of those things were things that I had to actively reach out to do and I feel great now like I I yeah, feel really good you know and 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 I I can't emphasize enough um there's nothing that Josh has said or done uh that is magic or that is even that deep or revolutionary but ultimately for me, just knowing that I'm not alone and that this is some regularity. This is something Josh and I do every two days. It's some regularity. The world is going to keep spinning. The world is going to keep going. And here's another person that is working just as hard as I am to try to create in the face of things. And it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And I know yeah. that sounds weird and I almost feel a little bit vulnerable saying that. But it um, there's some real deep... Um, kind of human core value to doing a 48-hour art check, mainly just because you need that connection with other people that are in yeah. the same boat. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like like the monkey thing. It's like we're not alone in this battle against what, <clears throat> like, you know, uh, if I'm a giant corporation and I want you to buy my products, I probably want you to think you're alone on the battle if you're trying right. to make a competing product. Um, no, no, no. You just buy. You work, you buy, right. and then you'll buy perfection at some point and happiness. And that's. But I think that to do what we're all doing, um, you need that support base. I'm stoked. Like, um, I yeah, I get pumped from doing the art check. I get pumped looking at the chats and seeing Scott like. You know, um, like 
holding the line and yeah. kind of doing the same thing because I know he's creating too. It's like this is um, uh, this is a community and it's and it's a good community and it's good to have that check um, to keep you going too because this is not a short term project. This whole making art thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Absolutely. You know. So yeah, cool. So this if actually, if, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I just I'm surprised because I was in such a crappy mood when we started. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel I feel great now. I mean, I was listening yeah. to some pretty fast and hard uh, rap, which also helps. Uh, nice. But anyway, but yeah, I, I want to say this. So if you because uh, we usually cut this part out of the podcast, but we'll leave this part in. Um, we'll probably cut out the middle part where there's a bunch of dead airs. We're trying to figure out what's going on. But um, if you if you are even remotely close to considering. Um, trying to live a creative life, really consider doing an art check. Um, yeah. and, and, and the three things that you do are you're going you're gonna to do every other day or once a week or whatever it is, but it's got to be scheduled and regimented. And what you want to do is find somebody else. They don't have to do the same thing that you do, um, but somebody else who's trying to make stuff or be something. And, uh, and you check in with them. And what have you done in the last 48 hours? What was hard about that? And how did you overcome it? And what are your plans for the next 48 hours? If you hit those three things and you do that on a schedule, I cannot express to you enough how much that will drastically impact your production and um, your mentality and your emotional state. Yeah. Super good. Super good. So do it if you haven't. And uh, you can find Josh's stuff by going to quarterlystories.com. Check out his comic where he talks about faith and mental illness. Um, he's going through a really interesting story about uh, his childhood with little Josh, I like to call him. And then you can check out you can check out my stuff at CoreyKerr.com. And uh, I've got a new video up um, talking about my um, kind of quick illustration process that I do in Autodesk Sketchbook. That is up on YouTube, and so you can check that out. Um, and make sure you subscribe to Josh's channel, which you are currently on, and hit that bell so you get notified. Subscribe to my channel. And as always, you can check out the podcast at coreykerr.com slash 48hr. And we would love any five-star reviews that you guys could give us because that just helps spread the word and gets this out there and gets more people making and doing stuff. You guys rock. Thanks for jumping into the chat, and we'll see you in a couple days.